And the biblical significance of the Jewish people and that God created them, He formed them to work through them to reach the world with His plan of redemption. And He promised that one day He would gather them back from the north and the south and the east and the west. And that has happened in our generation. And so we must support what God is doing and we must stand with the state of Israel. Welcome, this is the Charisma Connection on the Charisma Podcast Network. I'm Taylor Berglund, and today I am honored to introduce on the phone line Susan Michael. Susan, are you there? I am here. All right. Thank you so much for joining us in the studio today. So you are the U.S. National Director of the International Christian Embassy of Jerusalem. Now, can you tell us, for maybe some listeners who may not be familiar with the organization, what is it that your organization does? Well, we are uh, located in Jerusalem, where we've been since 1980. And so I, I first need to explain why we have the name we have, because it was in 1980 that the uh, Israeli government passed what they called the Jerusalem Bill, and it declared Jerusalem to be the eternal and undivided capital of the state of Israel. There was tremendous international uproar against this, and the Arab countries threatened oil embargoes on any country that recognized Jerusalem as the capital. So all the embassies that were in Jerusalem literally packed up and moved out of the city. And it was at that moment that our founders, a group of Christians living there uh, in Jerusalem, uh, seized the moment and said, we do not support what our governments have done, and therefore we're starting an international Christian embassy in Jerusalem that represents the millions of Bible-believing Christians around the world that support Israel and that understand the significance of Jerusalem to the Jewish people. So that's how we were founded, and that's how we have our name. And so a, a very key part of our ministry is representing the global church to the people of Israel. And that's from the highest levels of Israeli government down to the needy uh, in the streets of Israel, that we're there just reaching out, demonstrating Christian love and support, and representing the global church that backs us uh, to the people of Israel. Um, another base of our work, though, is back to the churches out in the nations, where we educate, we teach about the biblical significance of Israel, we talk about current events in Israel, and keep the global church educated on Israel. So because we're located in Jerusalem, it makes us quite unique. And then we have branch offices in over 86 countries. So it's a very global organization with a global reach and global impact. And it's really um, just an amazing organization and ministry. That's incredible. Now, you mentioned that part of your organization's work is really showing Christians why it's so important to support Israel. So can you give a brief version of that for our listeners here? Why is it important to support Israel and the Jewish people? Well, look, there are many reasons why a person should support Israel. And all the way from, um, as an American, we should all support Israel because they're our greatest ally Mm -hmm. in the Middle East. Um, They're a democracy in a sea of dictatorships. There's political reasons for supporting Israel. There's also personal reasons. Some Christians will travel to Israel, and they they have such a wonderful trip, and their Bible comes alive, and they get so excited, 
So, of course, they support Israel. Um, for some of us, we've studied the history of Jewish-Christian relations, and it's a very, very sad history, and we want to make up for that, and we want to stand with the Jewish people and just show them we support them. Um, and, I, and I can go on. Israel's the only place in the whole Middle East where Christians are protected, they're thriving, their community is growing. So for Christians, just for that reason alone, we should support Israel. But then there's the biblical reason. And the biblical significance of the Jewish people and that God created them, he formed them to work through them to reach the world with his plan of redemption. And he promised that one day he would gather them back from the north and the south and the east and the west. And that has happened in our generation. And so we must support what God is doing and we must stand with the state of Israel. Great. I think I think our listeners especially are really in agreement on that point then. So you said that mm-hmm. because you're based in Jerusalem, in Israel, you have the opportunity to do a lot of interesting projects on the ground. So what are some of the practical things that you're doing there to help them? Well, we have um, a major humanitarian aid outreach uh, in Israel. We've been doing this for 36 years now. So we have reached out to every people group, every town and village, every group, every strata of society with help. And it may be um, uh, Passover food baskets. It may be providing blankets uh, in the winter. It may be providing food, uh, a washing machine for an orphanage, or helping an orphanage to uh, renovate, just humanitarian aid to those that need it. Um, Then we have a special outreach within our humanitarian aid to Holocaust survivors. In Israel today, there's about 180,000 Holocaust survivors that are still living. And, of course, they are elderly, so within about 10 years, we will have very few Holocaust survivors even left anywhere in the world, including Israel. So we run and support the largest home for Holocaust survivors in Israel, and we um, house about 80 survivors, and we have others that come from the community, and they may eat there, they may participate in programs there, so we reach over 100 survivors, and it is such a special, special ministry to these people that were so traumatized, and to know that people love them, that we understand that we're helping them. It just brings such peace. And also to live with other survivors that understand, they understand each other. They understand the trauma they've lived with. And to spend their last years together with people that understand them is just very, very special. Now, we have thousands more that would love to live in this home. So it's a constant need for increased financial provision that we can keep expanding it and bringing more in. But that's a second major program of ours. And then a third one is what we call Aliyah. And Aliyah is the Hebrew word that is used for describing Jews that decide to immigrate to Israel and live there. So we're helping Jews around the world to make Aliyah and make Israel their home. And we helped uh, many from Russia when the Iron Curtain fell um, and the Soviet Union was dissolving. We helped many uh, that left Russia at that time. Um, Right now, today, we're helping Ethiopian Jews. The final 
wave of Jews from Ethiopia are ready to go, and Israel's approved it. And we're right now raising the funds to help bring them from Ethiopia. We're still busy in Ukraine. We're helping in France, where Jews are leaving because of anti-Semitism. So that is another very special program where along the way to Israel, where they're some of them are fearful, some of them are, it's a very stressful thing to move to a whole different country with a different language, different culture, and we're there just to help them and encourage them and let them know that Christians around the world are praying for them. And so uh, these are very three very uh, special outreach to the people. Um, and then we have other programs in Israel where we partner with Israeli institutions such as the prestigious Yad Vashem, which is the Holocaust uh, Memorial and Remembrance Center in Israel. It memorializes the six million that died in the Holocaust, but they also have a whole educational uh, part of their work and an archiving and research part. And so we have a, a uh, partnership with Yad Vashem called the Christian Friends of Yad Vashem, and we work with them to bring their message and their education to the Christian world. So that is a very important partnership, and uh, it just shows that we're working with all stratas of society in Israel, representing your readers, Charisma readers, who we know support Israel. We're there representing them. Those are some absolutely phenomenal causes and projects that you guys are working on. Just thank mm-hmm. you for your hard work on that. Now, if yeah. the listeners want to help the work of ICEJ in some way, how can they how can they tangibly help? Well, of course, we ask for prayer for Israel, number one. Pray for Israel, pray for our ministry there. We have the Isaiah 62 Prayer Initiative, which they can go to our website at icejusa.org and find the Isaiah 62 Prayer Initiative and sign up. Every month, they'll get prayer points from Jerusalem that we send out that they can pray in agreement with Christians all around the world. And we have over a million that are praying. We have all throughout China and India just itself are huge numbers of Christians praying with us, but probably over 90 countries. We have people praying, and they can join their prayers. And secondly, of course, is to use our educational tools. We have Our website, our emails, we really seek to inform and inspire our readers and to help them to better defend Israel and better defend our own support of Israel. So sign up, get on our emails um, at our homepage, they can sign up. And we have an educational website we built called IsraelAnswers.com just to help give people the answers that they're looking for. And then, of course, thirdly is financial support to... Um, If the Lord leads them to adopt one of our projects or just to support the ministry in general, we always need financial support. And fourthly is go to Israel with us. We have magnificent tours to Israel that are quite unique. For instance, every fall we take a tour to Israel for the Feast of Tabernacles celebration in Jerusalem. That's one of our other main projects. We do so much it's hard to tell in a very short interview but we put on the Feast of Tabernacles celebration every fall. We have over 5,000 Christians that come from over 80 nations. And so we invite your audience to go with us and experience that, plus tour the land with us. But we also have pastor's tours, which are phenomenal. And we have young adult tours. 
So those are the various ways that your readers can get involved. And um, they'll be a blessing to Israel, but they will also be blessed in return. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, I've had many friends who have gone on tours to Israel before through various different organizations, and they all come back just like gushing and saying that their faith has really been strengthened by the trip. Can you talk about yeah, what is I mean, what is it about those trips? Well, absolutely, your life has changed, and that's what happened to me when I first went. I was only 19 years old, and I've never, ever been the same, because when you get to Israel— and no matter how much you love your Bible and you read your Bible and even you study your Bible, I, I read it every day as a spiritual guidebook, and I was in university studying it as a theology book. Nevertheless, when I got to Israel, the Bible just stood up on its own feet and took on that third dimension, which is that it's a real, true historical account that is totally accurate, and it's about real people in real places. And secondly, when you get to Israel, you realize that you're looking at prophecy fulfilled. And you come to realize that the Bible is so absolutely true, and it is totally accurate to the smallest of detail. And the fulfillment of prophecy proves it, that the Lord is fulfilling His Word to a T. And you just, your faith is just so strengthened by that. And you're so excited to study the Bible more and to learn more. And it it enhances even ministers, pastors. That same experience enhances their ministry. So we really encourage everyone to get there if at all possible. And to go with a ministry that is based there in the land, has the expertise and the experience, just enhances it that much more. Israel is just an amazing country. And one other thing, too, is that Israel's been coming up a lot, especially in this 2016 election cycle. Now, I know ICEJ has a program, a petition campaign that's going on this summer regarding the election, correct? Yes, we do, because, you know, campaigns are campaigns. And candidates, they like to make a lot of promises. Oh, yes. And they're not always fulfilled. And we've also noticed that sometimes their promises are vague. Mm. And so we wanted to bring real accountability here and present the candidates with five points uh, in a letter or platform, is whatever you want to call it, and say, if you will agree to these five points, then... You know, we want to announce that. We want everybody to know that, because this means they've really made a commitment to Israel at a detailed level. So we've written a letter, and right now we're running a petition campaign throughout the United States asking for people to sign a petition requesting the candidates to sign this letter and to agree to this. So they can find the petition at takeactionforisrael.com. Dot info. If they'll go there and sign our grassroots petition, it's takeactionforisrael.info. We want to get 100,000 signatures so that when we go to the presidential candidate, we say, look, we're not, we represent a lot of people. And here, these 100,000 signatures show that, and they're wanting you to sign this letter. And if one of your listeners is a pastor 
or a director of an organization, we've got a special petition just for them, and that one is at takeactionforisrael.net. We want pastors and organizational leaders to sign on to a separate one so that we can tell the candidates these leaders together represent tens of millions of Christians in America, and they want you to agree to this pro-Israel platform. So we believe it will be very significant as the candidates are making lots of promises on lots of issues. We want to remind them of the importance of Israel to the American people. And to do that, we need signatures of your listeners. So we ask them to please go to these uh, websites. For the grassroots, for most of your listeners, it's takeactionforisrael.info. That's great, because in addition to requesting them to sign it, it's also in a way holding the politicians accountable to the promises that they've made. Yes, because we're going to go meet with them in person, and if they sign, we're going to announce it to the press, and if they won't sign, we'll also announce that to the press. So the American people know what they agreed to and what they wouldn't agree to. So within that petition, then, you said there are five points, right? Yes. So what, uh, what are those five points? Well, the first one is about the uh, global boycott, divestment, and sanctions movement. And I don't know if your listeners, they may not be familiar with um, those terms. Uh, let me just explain what they are. The BDS movement is a propaganda campaign against Israel where they spread lies and false accusations. And we even have it in the Christian world a little bit. We have it on our university campuses. And we want our next president to do everything they can to combat this um, on the campuses and to get... It's just anti-Semitic. So to oppose the BDS movement, we want them to recognize Jerusalem as Israel's capital and move the United States embassy there. Every candidate since 1995 has promised that they're going to do it, and then they never do it. Mm. So we want the candidates to do it this time. Make the promise, but also do it. Thirdly, we want them to renew the 10-year Memorandum of Understanding between the U.S. and Israel. That memorandum provides financial aid to help Israel with their growing security needs. And so we want them to sign and renew that 10-year memorandum. Fourth, we want them to sanction Iran's actions as the world's leading sponsor of terror. That means to oppose them, to put sanctions on them financially so that they suffer because of the money that they're putting into terrorism. And fifth, we're asking them to reject any third-party solutions forced on Israel uh, about the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. And the Palestinians are refusing to negotiate. Instead, they want to go to the United Nations and just impose on Israel uh, what they don't want to negotiate. And so we just want our president to reject all of that and stop pressuring Israel. So those are the five points. Thank you so much for explaining those. That especially will help motivate our listeners, I think, to go sign that petition, which they can check out at takeactionforisrael.info or for pastors and ministers, takeactionforisrael.net.
That's right. All right. Thank you so much, Susan, for joining us on the show today. Do you have any final thoughts for listeners before you head out? Well, I think that um, many people are discouraged in these days, and many people are uh, very uncertain about the future. And I understand that, and I understand why. With this presidential election, it's even fueling uncertainty in the people. But I just want to encourage your listeners that we're made for this time. We were born into the kingdom for this time. So God isn't being caught by surprise by any of it. And we're here. This is the battle for our generation and for our day. And we should have full, we should have full faith that what God's called us to, he'll equip us to handle. And instead of cowering back in uncertainty or fear or some even in anger at the situation, need to realize this is our day, this is our generation, and this is our battle, and we are fully equipped. And I find more and more, I'm quoting out of Isaiah 60 to our people, because in Isaiah 60, verse 1, it says, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Behold, darkness will cover the earth, and deep darkness the people. Here it's talking about, in a time of darkness, that we have growing light. Mm. And that is the truth. We should not be so worried about the growing darkness in the world, but learn how to tap into the light of His glory, and we will do great exploits in these days. So I just want to encourage your listeners to look up, have faith, be encouraged, and pray for these situations. We serve a mighty God, and He can really turn things around, but He has he has called us to partner with him in prayer, at least. Amen. So that's what we should be doing in these days, first and foremost, praying, and in full faith. I'm, I'm excited about the challenges to us, and so I just wanted to leave that final word. Well, I think I speak on behalf of all of our listeners when I say thank you so much for that encouragement. We received that. And uh, you've been listening to Susan Michael on Charisma Connection here on the Charisma Podcast Network. I'm Taylor Berglund, and thanks for joining us today. Hi, everyone. This is Steve Green on the Charisma Podcast Network, and I want to speak to you on behalf of Evangel Christian Churches. And if you've ever had a desire to be trained, equipped, and credentialed as a chaplain, you may really want to listen to this message. It's probably now would be a great time to fulfill the call of God on your life. We're still early in the year. You can accomplish so much still in this year of 2016. Becoming a licensed minister will enable you to reach out at jail ministries, hospitals, nursing homes. Maybe you want to do street evangelism or teaching, traveling, going to across the world to minister. Women's Aglow would be good. Maybe even at anti-abortion facilities, counseling, traveling, whatever it is that you've got in your heart. There's no better place to be trained and equipped than Destiny School of Ministry Chaplaincy Training Institute. Let me say that again. The Destiny School of Ministry Chaplaincy Training Institute. They're going to offer you the opportunity to be trained and credentialed as a chaplain. It's always good to have official credentials. They have correspondence classes and extremely affordable tuition. They're licensed throughout the state of Michigan and fully accredited. You can call them now. They actually prefer you to call them. Their number is 586-773-6568. And one more time, 
888-646-6568. The good thing about a podcast is you can back this up and listen to the phone number again. Their website is evangelchristianchurches.com. Check them out there or just call that number one more time, 586-773-6568 for the chaplaincy training program. Get credentialed today. God bless you. This has been a production of the Charisma Podcast Network. Steve and Joyce Strang are the founders and owners of CPN. Dr. Steve Green is the executive producer of the Charisma Podcast Network. We intend to honor God with every podcast and remain thankful to our advertisers and supporters who make these podcasts possible. 